Neil Brown just has that it factor, I believe. He's bought into the program. Everybody in the Big 12 is going to know his name, and all the quarterbacks are going to feel his pain. That underdog mentality has always been big for West Virginia. We're just heartbroken that we were not good at our jobs. He is the modern-day Don Nealon. Trust the climb. And now it's time for the Country Roads Webcast. What's going on, Mountaineer Nation? Welcome into another edition of the Country Roads Webcast. As always, I'm your host, Jordan Cruz. Got another solo show here for you today as we're going to jump in with the Texas preview. The Texas Longhorns coming to Morgantown Saturday at noon. Um, next to last game of the season, penultimate game of the season, I guess you could call it, and the Mountaineers are seeking two straight wins in order to uh, reach bowl eligibility and get to a bowl game this season. They'll have to start by beating Texas this Saturday, a Texas team that's also uh, reeling a little bit. Both teams coming in at 4-6, and six, I think five straight losses for Texas. First time they've had that since the 50s, uh, just most recently lost to Kansas. So uh, that's kind of where we're at. Those two teams that play each other, West Virginia plays both of them. So, uh, Texas dealing with injuries, West Virginia dealing with injuries. It's going to be an interesting contest. Both teams hoping to win their last couple games and uh, maybe reach bowl eligibility. So, it should be an interesting battle. Um, you know, I guess there is still something left to fight for for both these teams, and they're both fighting for that because whoever loses in this game will kind of feel like maybe they don't have anything left to fight for. So, um, it's bigger than meets the eye, I think, however um, – a little worried that there's going to be not too big of a crowd in Morgantown, but hopefully the West Virginia faithful shows out and Mountaineer Nation proves me wrong there. But before we get into the matchups and into uh, the game itself, let's talk about some news. I know uh, most recently the thing that's got uh, the West Virginia fan base uh, ablaze, set ablaze, uh, going kind of crazy is two decommitments from the 2021 recruiting class that happened in the same day um, this Wednesday you lost four-star running back Justin Williams and three-star receiver Kevin Thomas. Um, stinks, I know, and I think a lot of people are freaking out because we were talking about possibly one of the highest-rated recruiting classes in school history, if not the highest-rated. It was in the top 25, and then with losing those two guys, it dropped back down into the 30s, you know, where West Virginia typically finishes in recruiting, you know, in the 30 to 40 range. And so what once was a class that looked to be above what you typically get is kind of sitting – Right now, after those two decommitments, about average of what you usually do. But uh, the bright side of that, I think, is neither one of those are really positions of need, at least, running back and receiver. Um, running back, you still have two four-star guys you brought in this year, Justin Johnson and Jalen Anderson. And Jalen Anderson can almost be considered a recruit for 2021, as late as he got in uh, onto campus before, and you know, redshirt and not seen any action this year. And then, of course, still have Tony Mathis come back as well. Receiver, you bring pretty much everybody back besides uh, Iggy Esdale. And you also have another even higher-rated receiver in the same class in Jarrell Williams. And then uh, another silver lining, I know if people want to look towards it, I know 247 Sports, uh, the WVU side of thing, Mike Kazaza, Chris Anderson, can't remember which one of those, uh, put out an article talking about uh, potential recruits that West Virginia may be in on again after head coaching changes. You know, some guys they ran on at LSU, a lot of guys they ran on at Virginia Tech. Um, you can read that to get all the names. But I know one of them mentioned is a guy that I thought of immediately uh, once this happened and once the Justin Puente being fired at Virginia Tech happened, and that's Ramon Brown, another four-star running back the Mountaineers ran on. A lot of people considered him a West Virginia lean. But Justin Williams had already committed at the time that Ramon Brown announced his commitment, decided to go to Virginia Tech. Uh, Justin Williams no longer committed to West Virginia. Ramon Brown could be the only running back in this class. 
Justin Fuentes left Virginia Tech. So keep an eye on Ramon Brown. West Virginia, I'm sure, going to make a pitch to him, try and get him back in the fold, uh, maybe steal him away from Virginia Tech on signing day, which is coming up in less than a month now. So we'll have our signing day recap, um, you know, late December, probably right before Christmas, uh, get that out and uh, talk about this class more in depth then. But as it sits right now, two decommitments, but the sky isn't falling, not really big posi- positions of need. And just I just want to say this happens every year. It's not nothing on Neil Brown because Neil Brown's losing games because West Virginia's having a sh- uh, you know, down year a bit. Neil Brown's been recruiting great without any big wins really in his first couple years already. You know, he's been recruiting selling air. So, you know, he's going to continue to do that. West Virginia's going to be just fine. And this happens every year. There's decommitments, especially when you're kind of a mid-tier school like West Virginia is because what happens is these blue blood, top-level, premier, powerhouse programs won't recruit these guys early in the cycle. But here it comes now, late November, early December. They're trying to fill out the spots in their class. Some of the bigger targets are all gone. They cycle back to these guys that they wouldn't give the time of day to earlier in the recruiting cycle. And those guys, you know, when they come knocking, they answer the door because those are big-time programs. And that's what happens. And so that's why schools like West Virginia lose commits, you know, sometimes late in the season. You know, not even West Virginia, but across college football, that's what happens. Those blue bloods come knocking. It is what it is. But did want to address that a little bit. Other than that, um, not too much really on the on the news side, you know. Still, just some injury injury news, I guess you could say. Esdale's probably going to be out again for this Texas game. Of course, still no Nick Troy Fortune, still no Mike O'Laughlin, um, no Exry Low. It sounds like Lance Dixon questionable. So it looks like you may be having Scotty Young, a safety, play the wheel linebacker spot if you're without uh, Lance Dixon as well, which is looking like a strong possibility. Uh, Garrett Green has been practicing, so you may actually get to see him again some on Saturday. We'll see how that goes, but. Has been practicing, so we've got that going going for us. But uh, I guess that's pretty much it for the news. Let's talk a little bit about these matchups in this upcoming game against Texas. Texas's offense versus West Virginia's defense will start there. West Virginia's strong suit, but Texas's offense is also kind of their strong suit. And I know this is a four and six Texas team, but it's also a Texas team that recruits, you know, in the top ten in the country every year. So even though they're not winning games, they do have a lot of talent on that roster. Um, the one. I guess bright spot of news for West Virginia. I don't want to call an injury a bright spot necessarily, but uh, West Virginia is going to have a lot uh, less on their plate not having to deal with Bajon Robinson, one of the best running backs in the conference. I believe he was leading the conference in rushing and you know one of the best running backs in college football as well as a sophomore Texas running back. Bajon Robinson's out for the rest of the season, so West Virginia will not have to face him. And um, that will make it a little bit easier on the Mountaineers because I was expecting to see a heavy dose of Bajon Robinson, and I was very nervous about that going into this game. But, um, you know, just to play devil's advocate, Roshan Johnson, uh, who was their running back prior to Bajon Robinson, is a guy that really has done some good things against West Virginia, and West Virginia will face him again. And uh, he's no slouch, so the run game's still going to be uh, tough to stop with Roshan Johnson, and they have another speedy back as well. As far as guys on the outside, it's pretty much worthy that you really need to worry about. True freshman receiver, uh, one of the best receivers in the conference and one of the best freshmen in the country. Um, I believe he had over 20 targets in their last game against Kansas. They'll get it to him in a variety of ways, jet sweeps, screens, attacking downfield. Uh, but watch for watch for Worthy. Quarterback Casey Thompson, good trigger man. They really uh, took off once they inserted him. I know he's kind of come back down to earth lately, and they may we may see two quarterbacks from them as well. But um, – their offense is potent, so West Virginia's defense, you know, going to have to come out and play, play a good game and get some stops if they want West Virginia to, you know, be able to stay in this game and uh, give their offense a chance. And flipping over talking about that West Virginia offense against this Texas defense, um, as always, Texas, you know, big up front, going to be hard to move off the ball. Um, got some tough players, you know, veteran guys on that defense, and then West for West Virginia offensively, it's 
can they get it back going again? I think that as we all kind of saw the very first part of the season prior to the bye week, the offense was abysmal. We're like they really need to do something if they want to have a chance in the second half because at that point you were two and four. Bye week they come out, they do some different things in the TCU and Iowa State games and really uh, reinvigorates the offense. And we all thought, okay, maybe they've got it figured out. But I believe what's happened is they did some different things people didn't have film on. Now after those two games, people have film on those things. They were already stagnant in other things in the beginning of the year, and so they're right back where they were before the bye week. The defensive defenses seem to have figured them out, and the offense is really struggling. I know before they finally broke into the end zone a couple times in the second half of that Kansas State game, it had been, what, 20, 19 or 20 possessions without a touchdown uh, straight for that offense, 19 or 20 consecutive possessions, and that's really terrible. You can't do that. This offense has to improve. And if West Virginia wants to win this game, this offense has to show up. You know, I think you saw some bright spots last week and young guys like Caden Prather and Reese Smith. I think that you got to hope those guys show up again. Uh, maybe Prather's really starting to have a coming out party. And I think hopefully you get Garrett Green back and you can throw some different looks at Texas because I think you're going to need to do that. A heavy dose of Letty Brown. Hopefully you're able to run the football. If West Virginia is able to run the football, as we've said, you know, that's the key for this team. The key for Neil Brown's teams has been the ability to run the football or lack thereof uh, being the detriment. But um, if they can run the football, West Virginia's got a chance in this one, I think, because uh, they may be able to hit, hit some things against that uh, against that Texas defense that's got some veterans, got some talent, but has been susceptible. As you see, Kansas scored 57 points last game. So um, West Virginia's probably going to have to at least get into the 20s in this game. So hopefully the offense is able to shake something out. But, you know, I think you can tell by my tone I'm not really um, very confident in this offense anymore. You know, earlier in the season, I kind of gave up on them after the bye week. They gave me some hope, following, especially following that Iowa State game. I was kind of buying back in, and now it's just right back down to earth, just as bad as they ever were. So I don't – I really just not too optimistic about this offense. What can I say? So I think Texas may have the advantage there. Special teams, Texas has one of the best kickers and punters in the game, Cameron Dicker. Uh, West Virginia struggled special teams the past two games. They're going to have to play better. I think Texas has the advantage there as well. But uh, West Virginia is going to have to show up and play better because that's something they have to try and do is win the special teams ba- battle. With as bad as their offense has been, their defense can play great, but they still need to have um, good special teams, you know, not not get any kicks blocked again, no punts blocked, no muffed punts. You know, the past two games you've had a muffed punt and a punt blocked, you know, respectively. So you've got to avoid those those mistakes, first and foremost, for special teams. And I think winning the field position battle is going to go a long way in this game, a game that I think could be heavy run dominated maybe. Um, even without Bajon Robinson, I think Texas will try and lean on the run a little bit with seeing how Kansas State had success with that last week. So um, I wouldn't be surprised there if it's a run-dominant type of game. But West Virginia needs to do better in the position – oh, excuse me, I can't talk today. Do better in the field position battle as well as play better on special teams overall and eliminate mistakes there. So uh, key to victory. Let's get into key to victory and, pre- and uh, prediction. And then we'll get ready to close this one out here on the Country Roads webcast. Uh, before we do that, as always, uh, please follow us on Twitter at WVU Country Roads. Always putting out some good content there, especially on game days. Got the live tweet thread uh, just going along, uh, kind of summarizing the game. So maybe if you don't get to watch, you can follow along there. Always a good place to keep up with it as we have our live tweets on game day there. Then, of course, subscribe to us on YouTube if you haven't already. And, uh, Click the little bell there, the notification bell, if you're subscribed, so it'll notify you when we go live on uh, Saturdays or Sundays following the game when we do our live stream reactions to the games. Um, that's live on Facebook, so subscribe to us there. It's also live on our um, 
our Facebook. <laughs> Sorry, I meant to say it was live on YouTube, and you can click that notification bell and subscribe there. And it's also live on our Facebook. Just search Country Roads Webcast. And, of course, uh, we're available on any podcast platform you like, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, Stitcher. Whichever one you like to use, you can find us there. Just search Country Roads Webcast. Subscribe to us there as we I continue to put out episodes here in this thing. Now over 100 episodes of the Country Roads Webcast. I believe we're at 113. I believe this might be 114. So I'm moving right along here in the fourth season of the show. We've got CRW Hoops uh, coming out as well. A couple episodes a week from those guys. And, and that side of the show is really kicking up as basketball season is getting into full swing now with non-conference play. So just be on the lookout for all things Country Roads Webcast, whether it be on any podcast platform, Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter at WVU Country Roads there. Country Roads webcast everywhere else. And uh, check us out. You know, continue trying to grow this thing up through Mountaineer Nation. But that being said, enough uh, plug-in, enough promoting. Let's get into the key to victory in this one. To me, I think the key to victory is the West Virginia offense. Just in general, that's, that's the simplest way I can put it. Can the West Virginia offense put the ball in the end zone and sustain some things? Because in the past two games, they haven't shown that they can do so. Um, you know, they've tried a late comeback last week, but then the offense, you know, two turnovers when they were trying to get that comeback going. You had a fumble and then an interception, you know, when you were still had a chance in that game a little bit. But I think a fast start's key, but I think more than anything it's the West Virginia offense because even with the fast start, Texas is going to battle back. It's probably going to be a battle. Your offense is going to have to sustain for an entire game, which West Virginia has not really done hardly any this season. So the West Virginia offense has to find a way to score points in this game and has to find a way to get something going if West Virginia wants to have a chance in this one. Prediction time. As for my prediction for this one, I know I have not been a fan favorite this season with my uh, pessimism, but um, sorry to say that's going to continue. Like I said, just this offense, I've lost almost all faith in it at this point. Um, you know, they, they brought me back around after the bye week, but now I'm maybe lower on it than I was earlier in the season, and, you know, that's tough, and I hate hate to be that way. But, you know, just got to call it like you see it, and until they show me something, I can't really predict that they're going to be able to score with this Texas team that just scored 56 points last week and, you know, only had 14 in the first half so they can score at a rapid rate. Uh, I don't know if West Virginia can do that. Hopefully West Virginia's defense shows up and stops Texas. I think they will uh, somewhat. And um, But I think at the end it's going to be a close one. But I think that uh, Texas is going to come out on top in this one. I'm going to say 24 to 14. I mean, 24 to 17. Excuse me. Uh, Texas win by seven. That's what I'm going with as my prediction. Hopefully, I'm wrong. Want to see? You know, I want to shout out that it is Senior Day and uh, Letty Brown's last game at Mountaineer Field, Dante Steele's last game at Mountaineer Field, among others. But those are your two uh, big stars on all, big star on defense, big star on offense, kind of the leaders of this team, the faces of this 2021 team. Wish they'd have had a better senior year, but hopefully they can come out on the winning side of things and get a big win against Texas and potentially what may be Texas' last game at Mountaineer Field. Um, you know, I don't know if they're going to leave after next year or what, but I don't see them staying further than 2022. And so this will be the last time Texas comes to Morgantown. So you want to hopefully get a win there and get a win for those guys on se- on senior day. So definitely wanted to shout that out as well. But other than that, I guess that will pretty much wrap us up here on the Country Roads webcast. Texas preview, as I said, look out for our uh, Texas live stream reaction on our YouTube and our Facebook. Coming either Saturday or Sunday uh, following the game, we'll announce it on our social media. So follow us on Facebook, Country Roads webcast, or on Twitter at WVU Country Roads to find out the time for that. And you can tune into that live uh Drop any questions you like, any comments you had about the game, and we'll address those all in real time on the Texas uh, live stream reaction. That being said, as always, I'm your host, Jordan Cruz, and until next time, let's go, Mountaineers. If you Mountaineers. really want to know, then come on, let's go. Take a stroll down those